back to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier and on this podcast I chat with small business owners where we discuss their perspectives, their stories, their pieces of advice, and I'll also do solo episodes where I share what's been on my mind to accelerate you. Now with me today are Ken and Tamara, the owners and founders of Royal Cheesecakes and Varieties. They sell delicious homemade treats including cakes, cupcakes, cheesecakes, and cookies, and they're located in the Triangle area here in North Carolina. But they're actually able to ship their baked goods across the United States, which is awesome. (laughs) So if you're listening to this in the United States, you can purchase some of their goods off of their website. They actually sent me a treat box and it was absolutely delicious. Nathan, my husband, and I devoured it. (laughs) Everything was so, so good. And I'll be posting that here later this week. But Tamara and Ken are two incredible people. On this episode, they share their story and how they work together and their backgrounds and love for baking. So I just know you'll really fall in love with them and their business through this episode. Now, before we hear from them, I'd appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcast app and on Spotify. And of course, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the social medias. It's all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and be sure to check out Royal Cheesecakes and Varieties. And now let's hear from the amazing Ken and Tamara. Ken and Tamara, thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee. Thank you for inviting Thank you for having us. Yes, of course. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So as most of our episodes start off, would love to just have you both introduce your company, Royal Cheesecake and Varieties, to our audience. Perhaps just give us a little background of your business. All right. So we're Royal Cheesecake Varieties, and we're in the Triangle of North Carolina, and we started here in 2013. And what we do, we create a variety of made-from-scratch desserts. Our mission is creating memories one bite at a time. And just really keeping that, like that old school, you know, the, your grandma or your auntie made the pound cakes. and The whole family baking traditions. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love that mission that it comes back to just keeping those traditions alive and it comes back to family. What about your backgrounds? Did you always have a love for baking? Was this a newfound passion? Perhaps dive into your personal backgrounds. Okay. So my personal background, we, um, I grew up baking with my mom. My mom is from Shelby, North Carolina. So we, we grew up in Detroit and we had an apple and a pear tree in our backyard and our next door neighbors had a berry tree, which was totally unusual for being in the city. <laughs> yeah. So. I used to bake with my mom all the time. She would can pears and I started making pies and things like that. And then when I was a teenager, I started a, a baking company and I started selling, um, you know, desserts and stuff like that after school. And then I went on to a culinary school, became a chef. And I just focused uh, on cheesecake because I almost felt my uh, my final. <laughs> <'Cause> I, couldn't <laughs> make, I couldn't make a cheesecake or a biscuit. And they told me I was going to have to repeat the class. So. I asked, could I go home and remake the cheesecake my way? And she said, yes. And I came back and she said, you have something here. So Mm. I've been doing cheesecake ever since. Wow. (laughs) And and from my end, I I grew up 
making cakes with my mom and my grandma. My grandma was the, a true baker. And, you know, we make, me and my mom would make the, like the Duncan Hines or cookie cakes, but grandma made everything from scratch. And she never shared her recipes. <laughs> <laughs> but she knew, she knew, Alexa, if you tried to skimp on anything, uh-huh. um, she just had, her palate was just uh, precise. And so when Ken and God got married, he said, why don't we start a dessert company together? And I told him, I want to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, just like that, because we, we, were, we were newlyweds and mm-hmm. I wasn't sure, you know, to work with my husband. And, you know, I didn't know if it worked out, but I was wrong. We, we've been in this for eight years now. And so I'm glad I didn't make that decision to work with him. That's awesome. What what two great, incredible stories. As it pertains to the items that you sell and bake, are these all recipes that you've come up with? Like, it sounds like, Ken, you have this amazing cheesecake recipe that kind of came from your brain and perhaps your family. Are they all just creations that you come up with together? Like, how does that work? Yeah, everything's made from scratch. The, wow. the cheesecake recipe even though I made a good one in in, uh, in uh, college, in culinary school, I took another three years to perfect it. Once I took another three years to perfect it, you know, to perfect the recipe and another year and a half to mix it my way, because I wanted to do everything totally different from everybody to, to stand out different. And um, Tamara makes everything from scratch from, you know, from her recipes and from her grandma, you know, her grandma memories as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, everything's wow. made That's from awesome. scratch. I love that. That just makes things taste so much better because you know there's love and passion and a story behind the thing that you're eating. And I really love that. What what an incredible process you guys have. Diving into the creations you bake, uh, introduce our audience, you know, if they wanted to try something of yours, maybe your top two favorite. I know you bake and sell a lot of things, um, so we certainly don't have to go into every single item, but just give us a taste, if you will, of some of the things that you sell and bake. Well, we definitely, um, our, one of our top things is our North Carolina sweet potato pound cake. So it's like Ooh. a sweet potato pie in a pound cake. And then we have our chicken and waffle cheesecake. Wow. Where- Every year we we're invited on the news for National Cheesecake Day and we mm-hmm. present a new mystery flavor. So the chicken and waffle cheesecake we came up with in 2017, but that's the one everybody has been absolutely loving. Uh, it's a classic cheesecake on top of a brown sugar butter pecan crust. And we did toasted waffles on top of the cheesecake and we made a caramel chicken au jus syrup. So it's a sweet and savory wow. syrup that goes over the chicken and waffle. We've been on all the news uh, stations for that one. So people come <laughs> that is around to awesome. Yeah. How unique is that? Wow. That's incredible. I wish we could dive into every single piece that you bake because that's my type of conversation <laughs> that I want to have. I love sweets and desserts. That sounds amazing. How unique is that flavor? Just sounds so good. And where can people find you? So do you guys have a physical location here in the Raleigh area? No, we don't, but we're okay. um, at the Western Wake Farmer's Market. That's in Mooresville and gotcha. um, yep. following our social media. But we soon, Alexa, in a couple months, we should be having a, a food truck. Ooh, how yes. fun. Yes. Tell me, let's dive into that. Tell me more about that. So the food truck, uh, we make everything in the commercial kitchen and um, everything is already going to be packaged on the truck. So when you see this nice, food truck pro- roll up with royal cheesecake varieties on it. It's going to have these awesome pictures on it and things like that. And then you come up to the truck 
and you order that strawberry cheesecake or that that Big Mama's coconut cake or sweet potato pound cake or cookies, and we already have it packaged for you. So you don't have to wait. That's one thing that our customers really enjoy is that they don't have to wait in line a long time. And then we're going to be in different um, upcoming events as the world's open up more. So we're going to be in some neighborhoods um, for their oh, yeah. subdivision. And we're going to do a couple. I think we're doing a Raleigh night market in Garner. Yeah. And so it's some other events that's coming up. So we put everything you know on our social media so people can find it. Perfect. That's a great mm-hmm. idea. I love that because there's so many, you know, lunch and dinner food trucks. But I need my sweet food trucks, my dessert food yeah. trucks. So there you go. <laughs> that's exactly. perfect that's amazing so if people wanted to order from you now can they just go to your website do they pick it up like how does that work so yeah so they can definitely order online and we usually just ask for um at least two days and it's already set up in a system where the customers can pick the date and time that works for them and we used mm-hmm. to have a couple years ago a pop-up shop in briar creek in raleigh oh, so we do yep. utilize that but we also ship and deliver as well yeah we ship you out the united Ooh. states Congratulations on shipping. I know that is not an easy process, especially with food. So congratulations on figuring that out. And I love when I can highlight small businesses like you guys and say, no matter where you're listening in the United States, you can get their product. You don't have to be in Raleigh. So that's amazing. How fun. Now, wanting to dive in a little bit more on the business side, how is it running a business together. I know that's a big, big question, <laughs> but I always like to dive in some of the the highlights along your journey. And you guys have been doing this for a few years now, but what are those standout moments, whether they were challenges that you've overcome or really incredible moments, maybe the couple of things that come to mind when I just say, you know, what are those highlights as you reflect on the past few years of running and establishing this business? One of the biggest things is uh, relocating to North Carolina from Detroit starting the business. You know, like Tamara said, as newlyweds, we we moved here and nobody knew who we were. And we had to yeah. really work the first couple of years to get our name out there because at that time, being uh, home processors or, you know, baking without a bakery, it wasn't really popular. And then after the, mm-hmm. you know, the second, like the, the first couple of years, and then we really got our name out there with the food bloggers and we started hitting the news. And then that's, that's what, what, you know, made us get uh, get recognized. So that was one of the things that, that really stands out to me. Mm-hmm. I think, too, uh, for me, we we did have a brick and mortar. Okay. And it was great. It was another avenue, I think, too, a challenge is just, you know, you got to really do your marketing and things of that. But we had dedicated customers. And when that um, lease ended, before the pandemic, you know, we were able to travel all over North Carolina for because there's so many festivals, a lot of small towns now do um, festivals. So being able to meet people from all over to enjoy our product, that was fun. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting point too. the fact that you are so successful and have a strong following without that physical location, right? I think, you know, maybe yeah. people who are launching their business think that that physical location is the end all be all, but it doesn't have to be, you know, that's the right path for some people, but you don't have to have that location to be successful. I mean, and you guys are a perfect example of that. Thank you. Well, we like to tell people if, you know, if you're going to start a business, especially if, if you're by yourself, or if you don't have a lot of help, you have to, instead of trying to go with the big companies and get the big attention, you have to start off with the local community first. Mm-hmm. Like the food bloggers were absolutely amazing for our business. 
you know, the, the food bloggers in North Carolina have been doing an outstanding job and that's, and that's been, been helpful. Um, score mentor. That's another free program, you know, use that program and they just need to check around and see, you know, what was offered free or was offered in their, in their local community. Cause those people already know everybody. Right. And they can direct you to, Hey, don't go here. Don't go here. These are the people you can get connected with. So it just saves you a lot of time. And that way you, it helps you bring uh, build a community around yourself. So mm-hmm. that that's one really helpful thing it can do if you know starting a business. No, I completely agree. And that theme comes up all the time on this podcast is leveraging that community, whether it's you know engaging with those food bloggers or finding a group to connect with through social media, just engaging in that local community aspect, and especially here in Raleigh. I mean, the small business. Um, industry, if you will, is really incredible. They're just such amazing people in that community. Yeah, we've met a lot of amazing people. You're absolutely mm-hmm. correct. This is kind of the opposite side of that spectrum. Do you have any people who have maybe stolen your recipes is too dramatic, but any folks who really are your competitors or people that stepped into this cheesecake world who are, you know, maybe copying some of your unique recipes. Do you ever run into that? We, we had a market one time and it was a, a person selling sauce. They kept coming to the table and they were trying to talk to me the whole time we were at the market. And I'm like, I'm busy. Why is this person just, like, the person <laughs> yeah. just standing there? And all they sold was sauce. But the next time we came to the market, this person was selling sauce and cheesecake. And I'm just like, hold on, wait a minute. Like, how are you How are you now selling the same cheesecake that we're selling at a sauce company? Like that? Yeah. Like, I know you're over here trying to steal our recipes and things like that. But other than that, I think, I think us being on the news and being with all the food bloggers, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard for people to try to copy our chicken and waffle cheesecake and all our creations because somebody's going to call them out like, hey, we took that picture for Royal Cheesecake and Variety. What are you doing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so other fair. Than, you know, people trying to, you know, come, come become bakers when they're selling sauce and candles and everything else. That we, that's right. Yeah, that's interesting. I was just wondering because I know, you know, competitors are a thing and that's a natural thing. Absolutely. And there are other cheesecake companies and that's perfectly fine. But I know there is a line there that can get crossed when they're actually trying to copy your recipes. And I can imagine that being a hard line to define as the business owner of, oh, you're a cheesecake company and there's nothing wrong with that, but are you just copying my recipes? And I don't know, maybe that's something you don't even try to bother with or pay much attention to, and you just kind of stay in your lane. I don't know. It's just an interesting topic. Yeah. We try to stay, like you say, stay in our lane and we try to, every time we go out, we make sure we have something on our menu that nobody else has. We can be in a line with 15 other cheesecake people, but no long as we can say, Hey, we got that North Carolina sweet potato pound cake, that chicken and waffle cheesecake, or some other other creations that we made. We're going to get that attention. Yeah, that's a great point because that is such a strong strategy to always be the one innovating ahead of the crowd mm-hmm. and always exactly. having that most unique recipe. And yeah, there are other, sure, successful cheesecake businesses, but you will be the ones to always have that next and new and shiny recipe and product. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. That's wonderful. Any other advice that comes to mind for other small business owners, whether in the they're in the food industry or not, um, any key lessons that you've learned that you want to pass on to others? You've got to persevere. 
through this. Um, you know, right now we're at a great point, but we did not start at a great point. <laughs> it was not good. And you have to just realize, you know, what is going to be your purpose. And if you're going to have that grit, like right now, when we do events, we sell out and it's truly a yeah. blessing. Um, but when we started, we did not, we, did not. <laughs> we were bringing stuff, we were <laughs> donated to friends and church people and, you know, because we're not going to try to eat all the cheesecake and cupcakes, <laughs> yeah. you know. Right. I, I got to walk around. Um, <laughs> and I think you got to have that time for you. Ken and I, you know, with us doing it, sometimes I was like, I don't want to hear about Royal Cheesecake Variety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just really that gung-ho, like, and I'm like, I just need a moment, you yeah. know. So coming at and just whoever you believe in, ours is just prayer life. We pray a lot and plan mm-hmm. and that communication. You know, if you're working with someone, you got to have that consistent communication. Absolutely. I, I think as well, it's like, like Tamara told me something, you know, we've been in business for eight years and Tamara told me something earlier, or maybe just a few months ago. She was like, I didn't grow up around entrepreneurs. Everybody had jobs. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's unbelievable. Everybody in my neighborhood had a company. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yep. you have to, you have to know your, your, the person that you're working with. Like, yes, you're here to serve a customer, but you also have to service, serve your, your partner. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Know what your partner wants. Like Tamara said, I'm a thousand miles per hour. You know, I can I can go <laughs> roll cheesecake and rice all day, but sometimes you just have to take that time to step away and just be a couple. Turn the phones mm-hmm. off. Have that time to yourself. Don't let the company take over your relationship because it's not more important than your relationship. Sounds like you guys balance each other out really well, kind of serve as each other's reminders and and you check in a lot and agreed on that. You're serving your business partner for the business and also serving yourself, right? Because if you guys are suffering with whatever thing internally, then your business is going to suffer. So you need to, to balance that out and, and serve yourselves as well as the business. So I love that piece of advice. Absolutely. Do you have specific roles and responsibilities for the business? Like someone takes on this, the other takes on something else, or do you sh- tend to share all the responsibilities together like how how do you balance that out yeah so like right now um i mostly do the contracts for like we have weddings come up so i handle Mm -hmm. the setting up the forms and the weddings and communicating with the um wedding coordinator or the bride and groom so i mostly do that and um paperwork Mm -hmm. but ken he reached out to you so he (laughs) he right I try to do a lot of the uh, the media and okay. try to bring in more uh, like when we, when we need staff, I'll reach out to the people for, for staff and stuff like that. So, nice. yeah. And, and another thing that we're trying to learn, like I'm trying to, uh, Tamara's in the process of teaching me how to decorate cupcakes. Now that we're really starting to get busy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying, I'm trying to learn how to decorate the cupcakes. That way I can help her more when we got large orders and she's learning how to do all the cheesecakes and everything like that. So we can be versatile. Nice. That's I like that you guys teach each other the the baking techniques like that. That's cool. I like that. So do you have staff right now? And if so, like how big is your team? What do they help you with? Well, right now, uh, since August 13th, I've been I've been uh, full time in the company. So and what we do, we bring people in in the summertime and stuff like that. And, you know, they'll come help us out on the weekends. But we're looking to add a few a, a full-time person and a part-time person for this year, especially when we get the truck and everything like that, we're going to most right. definitely need them help. Yeah, and yeah. Alexa, we, we had an awesome person help, but she graduated 
from uh, college and going to medical school. So she, she yeah. wanted to be a doctor. So I was like, I guess you can't help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like every time we get somebody great, they'd be like, oh, I'm going to college or I'm about <laughs> to move out of state. And it's like, oh, congratulations. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but at least you, I mean, you're able to provide them a job while they're here and I'm sure teach them so many things and then they can take those learnings onto their next step. But yeah, that's wonderful that you're looking to expand your team. Um, and kind of speaking of the future, any other plans or milestones for the company that you want to share? I know you have the food truck, expanding the team, anything else you want to share where you're hoping to take Royal Cheesecake? Yeah, eventually I want to, you know, once it opens back up, going to a competition show or do a show mm. of our own, looking to that. Um, we've been on the local news, we've, like ABC okay. with the uh, I Love North Carolina, uh, it's oh. a CBS channel. Uh, we, we did a, a little clip on that on how to make a cheesecake. So I had, oh, fun doing, yeah. I had fun doing that. So I would like to do some more of those or just showing people that just you know cheesecake or pound cake is not scary right. you can do it too and do those type of avenues we might eventually do a recipe book oh yes yeah okay. i was thinking like uh in the next well this is you know we're this is our first food truck but hoping to have the second one by the end of the year and the third one by the beginning spring of next year so we can spread out throughout you know north carolina and just start taking those uh, those food trucks to different places and things like that. Mm -hmm. So we're 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 absolutely planning for growth. Yeah, I love that expansion and yeah, that recipe book would be so cool and like doing classes, like teaching, um, like you were saying, Tamara, like teaching how to bake a cheesecake and stuff. That would be so neat. I love that. Yeah. Great ideas. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. It sounds like Royal Cheesecake and Varieties is both of your clear passions. You know, you're all in. Does your personal futures look like just expanding the company and continuing down this similar theme with the recipe book, maybe classes, food trucks, or do you see yourselves going down another business venture, um, you know, whether food related or not, or is this company, you, you think this is, you're going to be your future for a while? Well, for me, so I'm part-time in the company, but I'm a full-time okay. teacher. Oh, and nice. Okay. Yeah. So I have, I say I have two passions, but I love to bake and I love teaching. I, I told Ken that I'm going to do teaching about 15 more years, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as the company, you know, if, if I go, to be honest, like two or three days without baking, I feel like my hands start to shake. <laughs> so <laughs> got to I got to make something. So I think it will be eventually we might, you know, maybe look at franchising or selling it. We do have options out there just to see. I think we're looking, going to look at the numbers of the success of the food truck. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, my thing is uh, in the next seven years, I want to be completely uh, out of the business. I mean, even if we still own it and someone else is, is completely running it. Right. Like Tamara will probably still want to do baking, but I want to be doing something totally different. Like mm -hmm. um, helping other small businesses. I want to travel around and help other small businesses grow and buy other small companies and, and you know, make those companies grow and things like that. And, uh, and just, you know, help other entrepreneurs. So I don't want to be in the kitchen. I've been, you know, been baking since I was a kid and I don't want to be in right. the kitchen for a lot longer. I want to share this knowledge that we have because we don't have children. So we want to just pass it to many people that we, mm -hmm. um, that we can. I really appreciate those goals. It sounds like get royal cheesecake and varieties to where it it needs to go and i think you'll both know when that not end date but when that point is when it's grown enough and then continue to pursue 
your passions and just expanding your reach to others. I, I really love that. That's very aspirational. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Get into other ventures, helping other people. Right. Yeah. And just expanding that reach. Yeah, that's that's great. I love that. Switching topics a little bit. I know you mentioned in the topic of like work life balance and working together that, you know, you try to take time for yourselves and sometimes you just don't want to talk about the business. Tell me more about that, especially working together. How do you balance that? How do you not let the business consume your whole life? Do you have any tips and tricks do you have any best practices to share with others who might be struggling with that right now? I think for us, we had to realize we have different styles of baking. Mm. So for me, I'm like, shh, it's quiet time. Like it's a lot <laughs> because I'm just in the zone. You know, sometimes I get uh, nostalgic and think about when I was in the kitchen with my mom, my grandmother. And so I just, you know, bake. Ken, it's a concert. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, well, I'm saying is that I think we had to learn that we had to do two different oh, styles. Yeah. Oh, She's yeah. saying like, right. you know, how did you do the shine? So because you know sometimes Ken want to have music playing and talking to me, so he now now know okay, Tammy, yeah. I'm gonna leave her alone. As far as us finding time for us, we just had to like we had one day this week where I said I just need a day off. And he said, well, let's do it. And I was surprised. Yeah, we shut down today. <laughs> we shut down today. I didn't have to get up at five this morning. And yeah. And so, but, and then he told me, you know, this your um, day off until August. <laughs> 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 but I think it's, and I think we got to the point, because we used to go all day, all night to like maybe two o'clock in the morning, getting up at five. And we really just had to learn that, we had to shut it down. We would set a time. Okay, we shut down at 10 p.m. Yeah, mm-hmm. and another thing that you, the one thing that I had to learn was you don't have to take every order that comes your way. You know, some orders we, you know, we used to have uh, a couple of contracts with some big name companies, and it was wholesale, and it was absolutely amazing. The time we drop it off and pull off, the people were in there buying five or six or like, things like that. And it got to the point that, you know, that was really taking over our our, our relationship and it just wasn't healthy mm-hmm. for us. So right. once we let those go, we we made the tough decision to let those uh those contracts go. And we started just doing maybe one farmer's market instead of three at the same time. Then we had more weekends and more times for ourselves. The money's going to come. If you have a good product and you have good customer service and it's consistent, the money's going to come. So yeah. don't put the company completely in front of in front of the the relationship, you know. Or even just, your health. Yeah, and even your health, you know. Yeah. So it's it's you have you have those times where you just got to say, no, nah, this is a great opportunity, but I want to spend time with my wife. It sounds like you guys just have such great communication and prioritization, and really you have such solid foundations. You have the solid foundation of the business and the solid foundation of your relationship. And from there, you're just able to build successful things, whether it's a business or your relationship, you're just able to succeed there because of the work you put in to build that solid foundation. Um, You can just tell in your voices, like you're so passionate about the business, but you're also very passionate about each other and your relationship. And you're just so positive. um, And you, you really know your why and like why you're doing the business, why you're doing it together. And and you can just tell it, it radiates off of you. And I mean, I think that just goes to show all the work you've put in to each other, to yourselves and to the business. Um, it's, it's quite inspiring. 
Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, you know, like you say, you said the magic word communication. And one big thing, mm-hmm. like you said, our prayer life is our prayer life and just spending mm-hmm. that time with God, you know, together and alone and just letting God work on you. Like God really had to work on me a lot of ways and just to say, hey, you've been running for so long trying to do everything. Just slow down and let me do it. Mm-hmm. So once I slow down and just, you know, just let him do it and started spending more time with Tamara and things like that. The money really started coming in while we were doing less. It's that prayer life and it's uh, that relationship with God and communication. Absolutely. And the foundation for business. That's wonderful. It's just really incredible what you've built here together. Just to to end our, our conversation here, the last question I ask all my guests, and of course, would love to hear from both of you on this, is what is your proudest accomplishment so far? And it can be the business or it can be something completely off topic, something we didn't even discuss, just kind of that first thing that comes to mind when you think of your proudest accomplishment so far. I, I would say the the position that we're in right now, we're uh, last year was our biggest year. And uh, even after the pandemic, that was our biggest year because we were able to, um, we were able to pivot. We came out with these shirts called God over COVID mm-hmm. and we took the donation money and we donated, I'm sorry, we took the, the, the money that we raised off the shirts and we donated it to uh, UNC Foundation for people that was for the medical heroes that was fighting for COVID. So wow. to be where we're at right now after the pandemic, yeah, still in the pandemic, yeah, still in the pandemic, but like coming out of the pandemic and this is our mm-hmm. best year ever, and just seeing like okay, with this food truck, it's about to be a different level and it's just about to just go crazy from here. I say right now it's our, I, I think it's our biggest accomplishment is that we were able to just completely be able to stand and now about to be at the next level in the next few months. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, one of my proudest accomplishments is just sustaining in this business. I just bake cakes, you know, for family, friends. But when I have customers who come out, oh, I love your pound cake or the mm-hmm. reviews we're getting or, the, or the, the retention of our customers and just having people reach out to us when I even think about it, man, it's my product is out there. Our mm-hmm. creation is out there. And that's been a great accomplishment that I love and appreciate and humbled about. And that, as Ken said, you know, in the pandemic, you know, we, we shifted and it might be another shift happening, but I know that we can do that with what we all went through in 2020 and that can believe it's 2022, but <laughs> I want to say we just got that tenacity, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's, that's one of them. The other one I was thinking of was, you know, we we're so close to this food truck. Uh, I'm claiming it's going to be just ready, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very soon. And just even though we had challenges, we had a lot of pros, you know, yeah, over it. So one is just being in this business and making products. I have I have a customer just called and she said, I love this cake. And every time she puts the cake in, she got another one she wants to order. And that's just... <laughs> that is awesome to me to receive that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is just, again, so incredible what you've built. And thank you so much for sharing your story. And it's just very, very neat to hear the impact you've made on the community through your passion and through something that you share together. And and the love for it is so clear when you talk about it. And again, just thank you so much for sharing your story on this podcast. Thank, thank you. you. We really appreciate you. Yeah, of course. No, this was a wonderful conversation. And before we sign off here today, where can people find you and Royal Cheesecake and Varieties? Um, shout out your social medias, your website, anything you want to shout out. Yeah, they definitely can find us at rcvcakes.com. That's Robert Connor Victor Cakes.com. And then, of course, on Instagram, we're at 
RCV Cakes, Facebook RCV Cakes, and Twitter RCV Cakes. Well, again, thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee. I hope everyone checks you out on your social medias and your website. And again, just can't wait to see where you guys go. And I'm really looking forward to that food truck. That'll be awesome. Yes, thank you. Thank you.